Welcome to Hustle and Pro, talking sports from youth to pro. We're here at Visual Learning Solutions in Frisco, Texas. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Today's episode is really fun because our guest is someone we love to watch online with uh, multi-sports trick shot magic. So I'm gonna introduce you to one of our sponsors first, then we'll come back and I'll introduce you to our guest for today's episode of Hustle and Pro. For one-on-one tutoring for every student, all ages and all subjects, call Tutor Doctor. They even make house calls. They provide in-home or online learning for all types and all goals. And don't forget Tutor Doctor for SAT and ACT test prep. So call for your free consultation today, 972-703-9344 or go to tutordoctor.com slash Frisco. Tutor Doctor, how learning hits home. Let's get started with today's episode by introducing Max Hilty, trick shot athlete extraordinaire. Thanks for coming into the studio today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to get to know you. First things first, I want people to understand what you do. Um, and maybe if they don't watch your videos, I want them to know, first of all, to find you on Instagram at Max underscore Hilty. That's H-I-L-T-Y. Correct. Because I do want people to kind of know um, as we're talking what we're talking about. So you do trick shots involving basketball, baseball, golf football, soccer, I'm probably missing something. <laughs> so I want to start with your sports background. Um, you obviously uh, have a sports background because from watching all the stuff that you can do. So so tell me about that. Yeah, I do have quite an extensive sports background. Uh, the most simple version is I played a lot of soccer and basketball. Those are my two main sports growing up. But I also played football, baseball, tennis, golf. I got really into action sports, did a lot of skateboarding, snowboarding. I grew up in Colorado, so that was kind of part of the game. My dad had me on skis at two, so basically anything I could get my hands on, I just became obsessed with. And so what, as you were growing up, what were some of the ones that you kind of stuck a little more than others? Because, I mean, that's a lot, but did you have a path that you took a little more than the others? Yeah, for sure. I mean, soccer, beginning, was like my number one. My dad played soccer in college, so he was like pushing me into that. Not even pushing me into that, just had a soccer ball in the house when I was even before I can even remember. So soccer, I played a lot on traveling teams growing up. I got into basketball, same thing. Those were kind of the two that I focused my attention the most on. But then when I was around 10, 11, I got really into skateboarding and snowboarding. And I grew up right outside of Aspen, Colorado, where they do the X Games. So I got, you know, I saw that in person when I was 11, became hooked on those. And then it was just kind of a balancing act of trying to find enough time to do all the things that I loved. So when you talk about the X Games, is that something that like, even at a young age, are you, they seem like very sponsor heavy. Are you, is that something that like sponsors come and approach you and talk to you and like you can like go pro in those sports? Well, yeah, it was actually, I mean, that does happen. But for me, it was actually the opposite. I, I as a little 11 year old, was approaching guys that were sponsored for snowboarding and skateboarding and uh, snow skating, which is a, a smaller niche sport. And uh, yeah, I would approach these guys who you know were pro at the time, or I'd approach the guys that were running the teams. And you know, I didn't, you know, they were probably kind of brushing me aside, but they were very nice to me. And they told me, you know, if you want to get sponsored, you're going to have to go out and film. You're going to have to do these tricks and you know send them in. And if you're good enough, then we'll we'll sponsor you essentially. And I don't think anybody really thought that I was going to follow through or, you know, that I'd be 
hearing from these guys later on. But as an 11 year old, I went out there and I did exactly what they said. And I spent all winter filming snowboarding tricks and I sent in these sponsor me tapes and I actually got sponsored when I was 11 oh, wow. and then uh, continued throughout high school. Really, I got got to the level where some of my sponsors offered me some pro contracts. So, wow. Yeah. In the extreme sports, is that what you're calling them or was it snowboarding? Action sports. Well, Action I had sports. I had some smaller sponsors in snowboarding and skateboarding, but uh, snow skating, which is actually a hybrid between the two. I've never even heard. Of yeah, that. most Texans probably have not heard of snow skating, but it's it's literally just a combination of the two sports. It's basically like skateboarding on snow. Hmm. And uh, so I was sponsored in skateboarding and snowboarding. And then naturally, I fell in love with snow skating as well. And uh, yeah, I actually had my own pro models at one point. So I had Max Hilti snow skates when I was in high school that you wow. could go and buy it zoomies or you know your local skate shop so How cool. I didn't yeah. realize that so was that the birth of trick shot videos for well you? Or how did that actually come about to, to get you to where you are today with the videos well I mean simultaneously I was still playing my team sports and uh even in soccer and basketball and baseball and you know all the other team sports that I played I uh I always had a knack for you know kind of doing fancy passes or trying, you know, layups that I'd seen the Harlem Globetrotters do. So I kind of had trick shots in my blood before it became a thing. And then just the the creativity side of things that I got from skateboarding and snowboarding and snow skating and mm -hmm. filming those parts, they all kind of just meshed together later on when I was, uh, you know, actually out of college. And I started seeing people posting trick shot videos online, you know, like the, the big groups like Dude Perfect. And like I said, Harlem Globetrotters and I, I started to see these videos and I thought you know I could definitely go out there and have fun trying to come up with something new and unique and then I just became a challenge to see if I could come up with something that people hadn't done before and that's kind of the birth of where these trick shot videos came from. Yeah so I, I mean you mentioned Harlem Globetrotters I never thought about it but they kind of are the, like the original trick shot guys. Yeah and it's not like we're watching them on YouTube like we do people now but they are, you know, old school, goofy stuff that is also impressive at the same time, like unimaginable oh, sure. stuff during a game, but things you can pull off that are, they're just really cool shots and, and like skills. Yeah. And I actually, I saw them live when I was maybe 10 or so. And then, you know, immediately started trying to pull off some of those moves yeah. as a 10 year old in my basketball practices. And, you know, to the displeasure of my coaches, you know, trying behind the back passes sure. and shooting from just inside uh, half court <laughs> and, you know, doing things that probably weren't fundamentally sound at the time, but uh, it, I kind of just always had fun with it and yeah. then just naturally progressed as these, you know, trick shot videos became popular. Yeah, my 11 year old's team definitely takes some, some crazy, you know, <laughs> half court and they, can, they can't even get it there, but it's fun, that's the fun <laughs> part. So, um, when somebody hasn't isn't super familiar with your videos yet, tell us like what are a few of the must see go to videos that you would say, okay, you're new to me, go check me out on Instagram and go find like these videos. What are your best ones? Well, I mean, I've got so many at this point, but the ones that I enjoy the most are uh, when I mix in skateboarding with the other sports. It just kind of, you know, it's something that not a lot of people are doing out there. So that's kind of what I, I try and go after is things that I haven't seen done before because 
know, there are a lot of talented people out there and you could say that the trick shot game is actually a little saturated in some areas. So I try and go out and do stuff that nobody else is doing. So incorporating skateboarding with basketball, with soccer, with golf even, you know, those ones are definitely very eye-catching, I would say. And then also, uh, I, I noticed that I didn't really see anybody doing any baseball trick shots. I mm -hmm. thought that was kind of an untapped market. And also just, I tried to challenge myself to come up with something that, you know, would be cool. And uh, I started doing these bat flip videos where I'm popping the ball up in the air, doing a flip with the bat, and then uh, hitting the ball out of the air. And uh, I started those maybe like a year and a half ago. And didn't really think much of it other than this is pretty challenging. This is taking a lot of time to perfect, yeah, but it's once, like a whole nother step to get you to even like yeah. the hitting part, right? Yeah. And it was just kind of a process of like envisioning it in my head and then actually going out and trying it and then saying, okay, this is going to be hard to pull off, but it's definitely possible. Right. So, uh, yeah, once I actually got a couple of those, I posted those on my Instagram page and then something completely unexpected happened where, the official MLB Instagram page actually reposted one of my videos during quarantine when there wasn't much uh, sports content going right. on. And uh, that kind of, that video blew up and got on you know, ESPN and oh. all over the place. Actually was on some national TV commercials and uh, yeah, it all just happened when, you know, in my parents' backyard actually at the time and I was just, practicing this bat flip video and it kind of went viral. So I'd say definitely check out the baseball trick shot videos because I've uh, expanded upon the bat flip a little bit, I've done yeah. double bat flips and those always seem to be, I don't know, people are impressed by those. Yeah. And those are also some of the most time consuming ones for sure. To get right. Yeah. Cause you're, yeah cause... I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist too. So like if I don't hit the ball very well after it, I'll go back and I'll redo it until I like it. Well, I can see how the bat flip and because it's different and the skateboarding are really popular and they're fun to watch because it's like, regardless of, you know, the basketball shot you're making or whatever, the like whatever you're swinging and hitting or whatever, you're then there's like this other element when you're on a skateboard, you're on, you're not on like ground, you're balancing or yeah. moving or, you know, there's this whole other piece to it. Because I, you know, a lot of them you'll be skateboarding as you're then setting up the shot you're about to make or whatever. Yeah. And so it just adds. It doesn't. It might not look to, like it's that much more complicated, but I would guess that it adds like an entire another layer. Of it does. To those shots. Yeah, it does. I mean, I just yeah, and also it it kind of allows me to, you know, do some skateboard tricks without the risk of serious injury. You know, because once I was when I was younger, I got to the point where I was, you know skateboarding and snowboarding at a high level and with that comes a lot of injury so yeah. this kind of has allowed me to get back into my skateboarding roots without really risking too much of yeah. an injury you're in control <laughs> of what you know how much risk you're you're going to take for those shots yeah i love it i'd like to think that yeah That's awesome. <laughs> okay it's time for a quick break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll come back and continue talking to max and learn more about some of his videos and and goals and what's to come this episode is brought to you by I-9 Sports. I-9 Sports helps kids succeed in life through sports. Their leagues are perfect for boys and girls ages 3 to 14 with convenient one-day-a-week formats for practices and games on the same day. I-9's leagues and clinics are available in football, soccer, basketball, baseball, volleyball, zip lacrosse, and more. Learn more at i9sports.com. i9sports, the way youth sports should be. 
We're back with Max Hilty, and I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things like that you're working on in the future, because you said you're a perfectionist, and I'm sure that you always have things planned in your head. Um, so it's obvious that golf and basketball, soccer, baseball, yeah, now you talked about skateboarding, skateboarding, are in your tool belt. Um, what are some of the other things, some skills that you want to like grow on or some goals that you want to get to next? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, um, you know, for a long time, I've been thinking about what's kind of the next step in this fun venture. And uh, after getting a little bit of opportunity with some smaller brand deals and some things like that on my own, I kind of thought the next step in my evolution was starting a YouTube channel. So that's one that's my biggest goal next year is to start a YouTube channel and I've got a bunch of different things planned and I'll definitely be sticking with the trick shots and trying to break some world records. But I'm also looking for some other video series ideas that might not be as time consuming as going out and filming these trick shots and but also, you know, tying into the sports background that I have. So the videos that I'm actually currently working on is uh, I'm actually training to kick a 60 yard field goal. I'm uh, training to hit a 95 mile per hour fastball. And then also I'm trying to hit a 400 yard long drive in a long drive tournament. So. Okay. And you mentioned world records. So what, what can we look out for there? Yeah, so in addition to all the sports skill series that I'm working on, I'm definitely trying to break some world records. I've set a lofty goal for my 2022. I'm actually gonna try and break 100 sports world records. That's all, just 100. Well, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it sounds, kind of unattainable, but the way that I'm going to do it is, you know, I'm actually going to go after some, there's some trick shot world records right now that are held by groups like Harlem Globetrotters and uh, Dude Perfect. And then uh, what I'm actually going to end up doing is, uh, you know, a lot of the trick shots that I've done already, I don't think anybody else has done. So I'm going to go out there, I'm going to measure how far I can actually do these shots kind of set the bar there. So they could be new. Correct, yeah. So that's kind of my, that's, you know, that's kind of how I'm going to be able to get up there towards 100. But some of the, like, Dude Perfect has a couple out there, uh, you know, like, furthest behind the back basketball shot. I'm going to definitely try and break that one. Uh, furthest shot while juggling three basketballs. I'm not sure who holds that right now, but I uh, was practicing that the other day, so I'm definitely going to go after that one going to try some like through the leg football throw um, just a bunch of multi-sport trick shots basically but then anything else that I can kind of find in that Guinness Book of World Records and think I might have a shot go out and see if I can come close or do it when you set those goals like how far away are you from those just naturally like you know with some of the background in those sports like like how far can you drive a golf ball now and how fast do you think you've hit a baseball just naturally and those kind of things are, are these like big leaps that you're really having to to reach for well so with the with the long drive goal i actually competed in some world long drive qualifiers a couple of years ago and um when i was training at the time i uh i the, my furthest drive in competition is actually 395 yards okay. so i was right there but uh, that was over two years ago, and I haven't been doing as much training in, the, in my long drive as of right now. So I'm actually, the video series is going to be, you know, a goal-oriented series, but also a little bit of insight into what goes on with my training. It should yeah. be, you know, a little tutorial for people that are trying to hit the ball further and increase their club head speed. So that one, right now, if I went out to the golf course, I'm probably, you know, topping out at 350, maybe. So it's going to be quite a bit of training that's going to have to go into getting that 400 yard mark. Um, 
we'll That's see so though. That's interesting. Like, <laughs> I picture like having to run up to the ball to get enough like momentum and speed. I'm sure like if you're trying to in competition and things, are there rules like that you have to like have your feet planted the whole time and things like that? Well, you can uh, so actually to maximize your club head speed, if you watch a lot of the top guys out there like Kyle Berkshire is the best in the world right now and he's got a lot of foot movement, uh -huh. so he addresses the ball as if he's, you know, just a normal right. guy on PGA Tour, but if you watch his feet throughout his swing, he's actually shifting his weight a lot from his back to his front foot, getting his foot off the air or off the ground, yeah. and then through impact, actually actually pushing his feet off the ground airborne. So wow. that's something I'm trying to work on myself to try and, you know, maximize wow. my speed. But um, yeah, that'll be in the video series, that's a lot so of the training. And being a multi-sport, like switching from that concept to then hitting a 95 mile an hour baseball, like I wonder if those techniques and then like mechanisms you're using to like get power, well, the 95 mile an hour, you're just trying to hit the ball, right? Correct, but, yeah. But I always wonder sometimes like if those things affect each other because I grew up playing softball and when I play golf, sometimes I can feel like I'm swinging, I'm, I'm swinging it wrong because sure. it's just my, like my natural swing. So do you think those two things that's help gonna, or hurt each other? I, uh, well, we'll see. I think uh, because I've been doing these multi-sport trick shot videos for the past couple of years, you know, my, maybe my baseball swing technique isn't great right now, but I think I do have the ability maybe more than somebody who's specializing in one area to kind of switch back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I think like, I actually think the, the field goal training video where you asked how far away I am mm -hmm. with that, I, um, because of my soccer background, I, I actually never really kicked field goals until a couple months ago, started just messing around with it. Was able to get from 40 yards to 45 yards. I actually kicked one over 50. And uh, I think the training that I'm going to be doing with that series, which is all about, you know, increasing your leg strength yeah. and your, uh, you know, leg speed and your flexibility, I think that's going to actually directly help me with the long drive pursuits. Uh, the 95 mile per hour fastball video series, I'm going to have to work on my baseball swing technique for sure. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to transition between the golf and the baseball, but we'll see. We that's might. a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> Just thinking about the, the three differences in all those things. I mean, I know you say like your leg speed and flexibility, but like then the, the hitting that fastball, I mean, that's also just going to take a lot of practicing, seeing the speed coming at you and yeah. training your eye to know like, yeah. And so far it's going and when you're supposed to be swinging. Correct. And so far I've only really been able to practice at the batting cages, which obviously don't go that fast. I yeah. think they top out at like 75 or 70 miles per hour and just getting used to that, you know, has been, uh, not easy, but it's, you know, it's coming along good. And, uh, yeah, for this video series, I'm actually going to be working with a coach and, and, you know, getting some actual technique mm -hmm. help on my swing. And then, Eventually, I'm going to have to find somebody who can throw 95 right. or w will allow me to put the machine up to 95. Right. Find the right machine. Okay, so that's, that that's my next question. <laughs> you mentioned how time consuming some of these videos are. And I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> who's helping you? You can't be doing these things alone, right? Do you have a crew of people or at least friends that are like... Well, for the years that I've been building my Instagram following and doing these videos, I really have been just doing them on my own. Sometimes, you know, I'll get my, my girlfriend to film, you know, even though she probably doesn't like being out there just watching me try the same thing over and over. 
Uh, right now, I've actually got my roommate living with me who's helping me filming and filming wise. Uh, it's going to be a lot for this YouTube channel, trying to take on some of the editing and all that, um, which I've been doing on my own. But I think at some point, I'm definitely going to have to expand the team a little bit because there is a lot that goes into all of this. I can imagine. I mean, we're just sitting in this room and there's, you know, multiple cameras mm -hmm. and people <laughs> and then the editing and I mean, missing all the shots because I mean, you're not making you're not making no. most of these shots. Right. So like there's got to be a lot that goes on the editing cutting room floor that you're sifting through all that. So it's yeah. going to be really time consuming. Yeah, I got, I mean, for the trick shot videos, I kind of have a routine where like I, I know how long it's I'd like to hope I know how long it's going to take for me to get these. But yeah, with this YouTube channel, I'm definitely going to try and expand. I've got, yeah. actually have a friend back in Colorado who's a professional videographer. He's got a nice YouTube following himself and uh, he's going to come down here and help me out as well. So awesome. Are there any people you want to collaborate with? Like big name people or sports stars? I know you mentioned MLB earlier and then they shared your stuff, but do you have any hopes to like get athletes or coaches involved with you? For sure. I mean, I, uh, I'd i like to grow my channel a little bit right now and kind of get, you know, put it out there and show people what I'm working on. But I definitely have goals to work with not only people in the trick shot world, but, you know, eventually professional athletes. And uh, with the coaching, I'm looking, you know, just for people locally that, you know, have a little bit of a background in these areas. And then, you know, I do have some connections from when I went to college in Colorado to like NFL players and stuff like that. But I'm waiting to get a little bit of uh, uh, interest on my page before I reach out to them. But definitely some big goals, big goals. Yeah, well, we talked about this a little bit, but like if my, my Frisco Rough Riders friends are listening, I want to like give them to give that resource to you. And I want to be there on the, at the ballpark when you're oh, learning I how to hit this 95 mile an hour ball. and. I will shag balls for you. Cause oh, yeah, that I would love be. That. At the end of, of Rough Riders season, which they're the AA affiliate of the Rangers, at the end of those seasons, historically, in a normal life without COVID restrictions, they open up the ballpark to us, to fan, or to season ticket holders. Oh, and nice. we get to have batting practice. And their mm. coaching staff throws to us, and we're in the, the cage, but we're out on the field. Um, and we rotate hitting and then shagging in like groups of five and so oh. they they rotate you in a couple hours and it's so fun they get sodas and beers and hot dogs and popcorn in the dugout so you hang out in the dugout and eat and drink and have fun and then when your group is called you go hit and then you're shagging it's just like oh very cool of just hanging out playing at the ballpark it's one of my favorite things sign me up for that that yes. sounds absolutely amazing okay. <laughs> when it comes back i will i will keep you in mind but no even just the off season if i can ever help you get into a facility or with the right people, I would love to help you. And I want to be there and, and help watch your, your trick shots. Happen I would also. appreciate that help. And yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so, open for any any sort of help down here, so. I also want to know, um, we talked about your personal sports growing up, but I just am curious, like, what does your sports dashboard look like as a fan? You're from Colorado, so I'm sure some of the Colorado teams, but you've also lived in the Frisco area now, like six, seven months. so. What is what is Max's like sports fandom look like? Well, yeah, I'm definitely a diehard Denver Broncos, Denver Nuggets, uh, Colorado Rockies, Avalanche. Those are my top four. Uh, I am also a diehard Ohio State Buckeyes fan because my grandpa grew up in Ohio. He played tennis at the University of Ohio State. My dad went to school there, played club soccer there. 
So I was just kind of not, yeah, I guess forced into that fandom. Okay, I was, you know. So you're a Buckeye by your dad and your grandpa mm -hmm. with soccer and tennis. Mm -hmm. Do you have tennis background? So tennis is, yeah, my, my grandpa always bought tennis rackets for me. He was just an incredible tennis player. He actually probably could have gone pro, but he was, you know, so long ago that uh, they weren't making much money as yeah. pro tennis players. So he went and went to dental school and kind of diverted, but he was just a fantastic tennis player when he was alive. And he uh, always had a tennis racket in my hand. My dad was a very competitive tennis player as well. So they, they really wanted me to play a lot more tennis than I ended up playing. Um, I just had so many other sports going on that I loved more than tennis, I guess you would say, but I still, I do want to do some more tennis trick shots as well because I did a couple of those last year and uh, had some fun with that. So those maybe, are kind of rare too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That would for fit sure. into your wheelhouse. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, looking to bring, incorporate some more tennis in those for sure. Those are harder to figure out. I don't know. I feel like they're, you're a little more limited in tennis trick shots, but I don't know. I'm just guessing. I got, I got something planned that I came so close to and uh, I actually broke a tennis racket because I was trying to kind of do what I was doing with the baseball bat, mm -hmm. the bat flip video. I was trying to do that with the tennis racket, pop the ball up in the air, have the tennis racket spin, catch mm -hmm. it, and then serve it as the ball's dropping. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I came very close a couple times, so that's one that I'm working on for yeah, sure. That's just some, some specific timing. Mm -hmm. It's hard enough for me just to get the serve, you know, just to like serve and get the timing done anymore. I played tennis in high school, but uh, only as a freshman because I was waiting to get to try out for the other teams because I switched schools. And here you have to try out for some of your teams the year before. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of by default. Tennis was the only thing that would take me my freshman year. But man, just getting the timing down, just like good, strong serves is one thing. So I can't imagine you're trying to flip the tennis racket while your toss is in the air. Yeah, I'm actually trying to, yeah. So juggle the ball with my feet, kick, oh, kick the ball enough. up into the air hit the ball up into the air further, like I'm lofting a serve up, flipping the racket twice, so okay. double, Just and twice. then hitting okay. it. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. what I'm working on. Yeah. That one, we'll see, I gotta come back to that one. Okay, I'll watch for <laughs> that one. That's gotta be, take so much time. Okay, so you told us about some of the like Colorado sports teams and um, Ohio State. Are there any others? Like, are you into the Dallas sports scene yet being a Person. Yeah, well, I I would have to say that Luca is one of my favorite athletes, and he's actually kind of yeah. well known for his trick shots. He does trick shots before the game, and he, you can tell that he's definitely incorporating some of his soccer background growing up in Europe. So I'm a huge Luca fan. Uh, Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets. He's also he's got yeah. some razzle dazzle passing and some pretty unique ability. So I, I like I kind of gravitate towards people like that, players like that, but uh, I definitely root for the Dallas teams as well, but I definitely default Colorado. If, if they're playing each other, I got to go Broncos, I got to go Nuggets, That's but fine. other That's than that, fine. other than that, yeah. the Dallas teams are Okay by you me. Kind of, have you ever met Luca? <laughs> no, that would be top of the list yeah. of somebody I could film with you one day. You kind of look like him. You think have you so? Have told that? No, yeah, I haven't. I mean, not like, I mean, kind of, um, but yeah, Luca and like, Dirk and Steve Nash's soccer backgrounds always oh. make them so interesting to me because that's like their first kind of natural sports. Steve, that, Steve Nash was one of my favorites yeah. growing up as well. He was like just unbelievable because, you know, he's 
about my size. He's you know pretty a average size, small for small the for NBA. small yeah. for the NBA, and you know he won two MVPs. But he he had that flair too. You know, right. he, I'm sure he. I, I remember watching him just juggling the ball with his feet before mm -hmm. games and stuff like that. So you know, obviously he could have played professional soccer on some level. So that multi-sport aspect is something I look up to as well. Me too, it always fascinates me. I tell all of the kids, um, keep playing as many sports as you can. Don't focus as early as most people want you to focus. For sure. Even parents sometimes want kids to focus early. I mean, we we had a rule, not before 10, that you could like commit to a club level that excludes you from other sports because you don't want to close off those other things before you even get to high school because you Definitely. can still do, and it's hard, but you can still do multi-sport stuff. And so it's just so good for, it's good for your body. I feel like it's just it's oh, yeah. better for a well-rounded, you know, sports style to still have the other skills that you can juggle. Oh, for sure. I mean, I attribute my ability to like hit the ball pretty far for my size in golf solely off the fact that I played every other sport imaginable growing up, yeah. just developing different athletic skills and yeah, I definitely support that for all the parents out there that are raising young athletes. Yeah. Get them involved and let them just play as much as sports as they can get their hands on, basically. Me too. And it avoids burnout in the in the main single focus sport too. Correct. Well, thank you. It was so fun talking to you. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy you made it here to the studio. And, thank you for having um, me. Kind of let us know, let our audience know what you're up to, and they can find you on Instagram, and then we'll watch for your... YouTube channel and we'll watch you learn how to hit your 95 mile an hour fastball, your 400 yard drive, and oh no, I've already forgotten. 60 yard field goal. 60 yard field goal, yes, <laughs> 60 yard field goal. So we'll be watching for those. Plus things. a lot of world record trick shots as well. So I'll still be doing the trick shots, but yeah. Of course. Check me out on Instagram right now. I'm actually working on trying to get a uh, brand name trademarked for the YouTube channel, but I'll be posting that on my Instagram as soon as it's finalized. Okay, we will watch for it. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Hustle & Pro. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform, and you can watch the show on YouTube. However you do find us, please like and comment and review and share with your friends. It's easy for you, and it means a lot to us. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode of Hustle & Pro. See you next time.